pray with me, please? Holy Spirit, breath of God and fire of love, we cannot pray, we cannot preach, we cannot receive preaching without your aid. Kindle in us the fire of your love and illumine us now with your light, that with steadfast wills and holy thoughts we may approach the Father in spirit and in truth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Father reign in eternal union. Amen. This is the famous parable, the Good Samaritan. We've heard it before. We've probably heard it preached before. And I'm sure if you're like me, if you grew up in certain circles, you might have heard something along the lines of this sermon. When Jesus says, go and do likewise, that's kind of the main point of the sermon uh, or uh, the parable, right? I mean, be the Samaritan. Yeah, go and love your enemy. And we always emphasize how the Samaritan is the enemy of the Jews and there's a lot of ethnic strife and so analogous to us loving a terrorist or something like that. And that's perfectly okay. Jesus himself says, go and do likewise. It's not as if that's an inaccurate uh, application of the parable, but it might be incomplete because I think if we turn and ask that question that Gary loves to ask in a parable or a story like this, who are we in this narrative? we might change our minds a little bit. At least I hope we do. Because I know what we're all thinking, right? Well, we're the Samaritan, of course, right? I mean, I'm the Samaritan. At least we know we should be. But I don't think that's the case. I actually think the answer to who we are in this story is a bit surprising. Um, Because I don't think it's in the parable. I think it's in the interaction between Jesus and this lawyer. But we'll get to that in a minute. One of the things I appreciate about the Anglican tradition is their reception of older ways of interpreting Scripture. So the church fathers and the way of interpreting Scripture that they have is something that we at least take account of when we come to Scripture. I wasn't raised in what's called a hermeneutical tradition like that. And so I'd like to read just a little bit of an interpretation of one of the early church fathers on this parable and see if it kind of changes us in our understanding. This is from a blog by a retired Orthodox priest. He says, the Christian martyr Origen is considered by many to be the greatest biblical commentator of the third century. He died in 254. Modern scholars credit him with being the the father of Christian biblical interpretation and commentary. And Roman Catholic scholar Jean Danilou writes that Origen's commentary on the parable of the Good Samaritan follows what was in his time in 254 AD. It was already an established tradition in the church. Origen is echoing an earlier tradition. His interpretation of the Good Samaritan, as he tells it from elsewhere, goes like this. He says, one of the elders, that is one of the the ordained people that can trace their line back to the apostles, in his interpretation said this, the man that sets forth from Jerusalem to Jericho is Adam. Jerusalem is paradise. Jericho is the world. So notice what the story becomes. This is a story of the fall. How Adam was in paradise and through the fall is exiled from it and goes into the world. This is the exile from the Garden of Eden. It's the fall. The thieves, the robbers that come and beat up the man, they are the evil powers, what we would call demons, what Paul will call principalities and powers. And in Paul's understanding in most of his letters, somehow in the fall, all of humanity is kind of enslaved to something like demonic oppression, to the wrong kingdom. This is that whole idea of God being king, but when we rebel against him in the fall, we go to the other kingdom. We go to Satan's kingdom. That's part of what's going on there. Here's the priest. The priest that walks by is the law. And the Levites are the prophets. 
So God sends help, right, the law and the prophets, but they're unable to do anything to save us from our predicament, right? They're preparatory for something else. They're preparatory for the Samaritan, and the Samaritan is Christ. The wounds that he heals are our disobedience. The beast of burden that he carries us on, that's his body. So think of Jesus carrying us up to the cross with him in some kind of sense. And he he bears our sins on the cross. The inn, that place they go to to find refuge and safety, that's the church, that it takes all comers. And this poor sinner is born by Christ into his body of the church. And then finally, the Samaritan's promise to to come back, and when I come back, I'll pay you whatever else is required. That's Jesus' promise of his second coming, right? I'll, I'll come back to you, and I'll take you to myself, and all things will be right and new again. So that's Origen's interpretation of this parable. Isn't that, I just, that's beautiful, right? This idea that we're not the Samaritan. Jesus is. We're the guy beat up on the road, right? We're, we're in Adam. We're the one that's lost. We're the one that's desperate. We're the one that's left for dead. And Jesus, the Samaritan, comes by and picks us up and bears our wounds and our bodies on his body on the cross. He heals our wounds and takes care of us, nourishes us back to health. He leaves us in the church, this new community that he gives us to keep that healing going. And one day he comes back for us. John Danilou in this book, he says, we'll find the same interpretation in St. Irenaeus, who's also a very early biblical commentator. We may wonder, he says, whether it's not of apostolic origin and indeed an echo of the very teaching of Christ himself. It should not be forgotten that there is one parable in the gospel, that of the tares, which Jesus explains himself in a very similar manner. We don't really know, but it certainly sounds like a very good deep, Christological interpretation. And it really gets us out of this mode of thinking of, have I been the Samaritan enough, right? And that was part of Gary's point in his sermon, I believe, that if we look back on our lives and somebody asks us, how are you doing? We usually answer by responding about how good or bad we've done with our sins lately. And he was trying to get us to see that um, how are we doing should be conditioned by God's mercy, front-loaded. Not how merciful we've been or haven't been, but how we've received God's mercy and out of that grown into be merciful people. So I come back to that question. Who, we are, who are we in this story? There's a sense in which we're the man beat up on the side of the road. I think that's true. But I think in this story who we really are, what if, what if we're the lawyer? What if, what if we're the lawyer? Because we know what the lawyer's doing. When Jesus affirms his interpretation, right? Love God with everything you are. Love your neighbor as yourself. We do the same move. Okay, how can I take that whole idea and bring it down to my level where I might be able to fulfill it? You think to yourself, oh, no, I, I, if my wife's my neighbor, I've done okay at that. If my kids are my neighbors, I've done okay at that. If my, la- my neighbor is my neighbor, maybe I've done okay at that. And then Jesus says, no, 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 you've got it all wrong. The neighbor is the one you hate most, the one you despise the one you have conflict with, your enemy, like a Samaritan. And he's the one who's your neighbor, and you're to love him. Go and do likewise. I think what Jesus is doing, if this interpretation is true, is what he's, he's raising that bar of neighbor love for us to understand that we're not the Samaritan in the story. We're the one in need of desperate help. We're the one that half dead. 
And we need Jesus to come alongside us and pick us up and heal our wounds. And then and only then can we go and do likewise. Once we've received that Samaritan help. Go and do likewise comes after we've received the mercy of Jesus. Then we can be merciful. He's exposing, I think, that we can't live up, aren't living up to this idea of loving our neighbors. But that we can begin to do that when we receive the help of Christ, the Good Samaritan. Jesus picks us up. Jesus heals our wounds. Jesus loves us perfectly. And when we receive that love, we're able, in part, to go and do likewise. And that's good news. Amen.